Welcome to Disruptive CEO Nation, where company founders, entrepreneurs, and cutting-edge thinkers drop in from around the globe to share startup stories, insider insights, and hard-earned success lessons. Now, here's your host, a woman who mastered business by placing heels on the ground all over the world, having worked with and coached CEOs and senior leaders from over 90 countries, and who wants you to build your best business future, Allison K. Summers. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Disruptive CEO Nation. I'm really excited about our guests today, and I know I'm excited about all our guests, but I'm actually an operational nerd. I love business operations, and there's something about this guest that I loved when he was first introduced to me. Um, We're going to talk about the pharmacy industry, but we're also going to just talk about business and great, solid business operation practices, but it triggered my interest um, because I have a son that has uh, lives with a chronic illness, and so we are constantly running in and out of the pharmacy, and you know, there's so many businesses you walk into that you don't think about what happens to get you what you need, and I don't think of all of that happens behind the counter. Well, this guest is, like I said, he's a fabulous entrepreneur and he had problems. He was on a mission to solve a problem. And so it's just thrilling to have him here. So without spending more time talking, uh, welcome Jonathan to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Allison. I appreciate it. So Jonathan, I know I've told everybody you're going to give them great bits of wisdom. So tell everybody who you are. Sure. So my, my name is Jonathan Ogorchek. I am a, uh, I'm a pharmacist by training and by practice. Um, you know, graduated from pharmacy school over a decade ago, but um, you know, I've, I've worked in <clears throat> pharmacies as a pharmacist, you know, big corporate, smaller independent, um, owned portions of these independent pharmacies, and um, you know, have kind of translated that experience um, into what we've developed with our product called Stack. And Stack, we've, we've built as a software platform for businesses to help them to really put uh, put some guide rails around what they need to actually run their day-to-day. Uh, so many things, particularly in the pharmacy industry, are focused, rightfully so, on what goes on with the patient themselves. Um, however, there's a lot of stuff, that, as you mentioned, that goes on behind the scenes that's mission critical for you to be able to service that patient. And oftentimes those things get kicked to the curb, they're forgotten about, they're the things that entrepreneurs um, worry about whenever they're home having dinner with their families and they're trying to catch up with you know the day-to-day we wanted to find a way to standardize that to operationalize that and to really um, help businesses um, not just pharmacies but help businesses to become much more effective and efficient through automation and technology well and what i love is you don't you know we look around the world and we talk a lot about you know ai and robotics and all of these things but there's these very simple things right in front of our face that that need improvement, and and that's how I felt when I when I met your company. And so, um, for my listeners, if you happen to be at a desk or for the future, you know the the website is stackpharmacy.com. And so some of the principles that Jonathan's going to take us through, you can see a high level um, on the website. But before we we go a deeper dive into the great things that your company does. Um, let's take a step back. You gave us a little bit about your, your history um, as a pharmacist and seeing this, this problem that needed to be solved. Um, but tell us how you made the leap 
the, the true leap to, to step away from that, to be like, here we go. I'm going to found this business and it's, it's, I'm going to make it happen. Well, you know, it's, it's funny that you bring that up. It, it's one of those things I always kind of had that, um, that entrepreneurial itch, but I guess I never really noticed it until it hit me like, all right, I gotta, I gotta go after this. I have to do something, you know, and in my, my career and in my work experience of working for these big corporate entities, I was the one that was using, finding ways to use technology to build new processes and do some operational improvement. You know, I, I would build uh, smart spreadsheets and they turned into processes. And so for these multi-billion dollar corporations that didn't want to invest in technology to make improvements, we found ways with Microsoft Excel just to make ourselves much more effective and efficient. And so I went from there and I was, um, I was brought into the early stages of a team for an independent um, specialty pharmacy that was just getting off the ground. They said, come and help us build the operations. And they kind of gave me a little bit more uh, of the, the gravity to make some of those tech decisions. And over time, we realized there was a lot of stuff out there that we just didn't like. You know, it, it got us to a point, but it didn't really solve all the problems. And so we, we were able to actually start to develop some of our own solutions and really find ways to integrate the solution into the day-to-day workflow. You know, if you think of how a lot of businesses run when it comes to compliance and to requirements and things that happen, you know, it, it becomes a one-off. It's a post-it note that's sitting on your desk that says, hey, Allison, make sure that you remember to do this. But the more that you're able to integrate all of the nuts and bolts of what goes on within a process to what the, the worker bees are actually doing, there's a lot of benefits to that. You know, the, the kind of jumping off point for me was um, my family was growing. I was, uh, I, I have three kids. My uh, third was on the way. Um, I had some talks with my wife. I'm like, you know, at some point. I, I yeah, Jonathan, that. that's exactly when everybody says, I'm going to be an entrepreneur and start a new business. Let's take every penny we own and start well, this you new know, business. Well, you know, it's crazy how it happens. So when I, when I made the leap to go and join this, this startup pharmacy in a garage, literally in a garage, um, my second was on the way. And so like within two weeks of me starting or so, um, I had to take paternity leave. I'm like, hi guys, I'm here and I'm going to go and, you know, you know, meet my son type of thing. And I, I feel like because there was so much going on at that point in time, I, I missed out on a lot, um, here at home because I was hoping to grow this business and get it off the ground. And, um, when we were fortunate enough, you know, we knew that our third was coming. I was like, yeah, something's got to get, you know, I'm still working these crazy hours. I'm not giving as much to my family and they're the ones that are supporting me. So what can I do to, uh, to find a, strike a little bit of a different balance. And I wasn't seeing a balance being struck. And so I went back to the rest of the ownership group and I said, guys, I'm, I'm out, you know, I'm, I'm looking to sell my equity in the organization. Um, so I could spend more time at home and eventually at some point, I'm sure I'm going to be doing something else. And I always had that, that itch behind it. It wasn't too long after I was home and, you know, I was here. I was like, okay, well now what can I do? You know, I have a, a non-competition agreement for a, a period of time, but you know, what can I find that I can do that's going to be respectful of that, but also, um, scratch that itch that I have to, to look to drive a new business. And that's kind of what led it. I was home. I was here. I was getting all the family time that I needed, even pre-quarantine with everybody being everywhere with family all the time. Um, and I said, you know, there's, there's this definite need that's out there. You know, there's this way that we can look to build a solution that's not, you know, not restricting or uh, violating any of the terms of my prior commitments. And it's a way that it's going to meet one of those needs in the industry. And I was like, well, how, how can we make this happen? Let's, let's go after it. Let's make that leap. You know, I, I already um, knew that, again, I was going to be finding something eventually. It just it eventually came up a little bit more quickly than I think I, anyone would have anticipated. Well, 
let's talk about the product. Let's let's talk about what what you do. Um, and so again, you talked about compliance, and there's so many industries. Again, things that it, that you don't think about in your your day to day life. I mean, I work in an industry in my my day job that has compliance and has governance issues. And we talk about this quite frequently that company founders and young young entrepreneurs who really just don't don't know because they haven't had that life experience don't always understand the importance of establishing your good governance and you know governance is is just it's it's really your your critical guide for making things clear for everybody and making sure that you don't misstep um, so tell us about the the pillars of stack Sure. So the way that the way that we geared stack and you know, we built it based on the pharmacy industry. I mean, that's what I know. I mean, that's where I've I've worked and I've I've lived for the last decade or so. Um, and there's a lot of that same sort of governance in the healthcare industry. You know, more so. You know, you have concerns about patient privacy. Sure, but when you look at things like growing businesses, particularly more specialized areas of pharmacy, not just the community retail counter, but areas like specialty pharmacy, where that's that's primarily where my background is, or looking into home infusion or hospital pharmacy, or even now into things like telemedicine, since there's been a huge push for that over the last mm -hmm. several months. There's a lot of a lot of external push and pull that you need to comply by in order to be viable. You know, it's great that you're able to take care of the patient, but if you misstep along the way, it's going to jeopardize your ability to be reimbursed. It's going to jeopardize your ability to gain new relationships or new contracts with insurance companies or drug manufacturers. Once you miss one of those, those critical steps, you, you can't go back and recreate time. You know, it just, it puts that little uh, you know, blemish on your record that you now need to correct for. And so what we've done with Stack is we've taken all of that industry knowledge of what we know of how you need to, what you need to run a pharmacy. And most of those things, people, they come up with their own mechanism. They come up with their own devices for building it. They'll put it in a spreadsheet. They'll put it in SharePoint. They'll put it, um, you know, in sticky notes and reminders like there's, there's everybody comes up with their own process our thought was if there's a standard way for how most pharmacies need to comply whether it's getting licenses renewed to be able to operate it's whether it's meeting contractual obligations or things for these third-party creditors let's curate that information let's find a way that we can take and hand that information to our customers so it takes the thinking out of it for them and we've built this curated cloud and we, we have some patents pending for it, which is fantastic. So it gives us the ability that we can gather this information for our pharmacy partners. They can download what they need to run their business. So am I a long-term care pharmacy? I'll only pull in the stuff that's for long-term care. If I'm a community pharmacy, you know, likewise. And then we, we realize that we only we only touch about 80% of what a pharmacy needs. There's, there's things that are unique to every individual business that help to drive that, that new business and new opportunity for them. So we give them the tools to develop the rest. So we, we give them 80%, we allow them to build the, the remainder. But what, you know, what we allow them to do with that curated content is apply it to all of their business assets. So whether they're standard operating procedures or licenses or contracts or even personnel files, you know, the trainings, all of the things that, that employees need to actually function within the business operations of a pharmacy, you can tag each one of those things with that curated information and it digitally will stack it, if you will, um, in ways so that way you can use one SOP every single use case where it's going to be utilized. Everywhere that you're sharing those licenses, both internally and externally, 
you tag it in one place and it shows up where it's needed. So we're trying to shift that paradigm of how most people manage their businesses where it's a one-to-one -one type of relationship. I have one piece of paper, I could only use it in one place. By managing these things electronically, it allows these, these organizations to be much more efficient, and much more effective. So Jonathan, here's, here's the question that I, I'm just always so intrigued by is, is you're, a, you're a pharmacist and now you're building a tech company. So where did you go when you said, okay, I've got, I have this, you know, I know the industry needs this, but now I've got to find the tech builders to deliver it. So how did you approach that, um, solving that problem for yourself? You know, it's, um, it's interesting how we approached it, you know, um, being under, you know, having relationships in the industry is one thing, um, but knowing where and who I could speak to because of some of those restrictions that I had, that became a challenge. And so the initial thing that we did was I went offshore. I, I vetted a number of organizations offshore that could look to, to build and drive and deliver the product for us. But what it ended up turning into was more of a, um, an instance where I was having to educate really good technical people on a very specific healthcare related sort of thing. I was having to teach them my industry uh -huh. in order to get through to them what they needed from a deliverables perspective. And so we ended up bringing it back on shore, finding some really good technical resources that just got it um, to be able to have that dialogue and understand with them, well, okay, well, this is, this is what's in my head. This is how I know we need to run the, the tech piece of a build to run a pharmacy, do you get where I'm coming from? And I, you know, I, I'm, an, I'm an educator too. So I, I also teach um, at a number of universities. Uh, I teach like specialty pharmacy management curriculum. I, I um, consult for the uh, National Association of Specialty Pharmacies. Now I listeners, I can see Jonathan because we're doing this on Zoom. And as he started talking about this, he got this twinkle in his eye and this smile on his face about uh, <laughs> raising up the next generation of pharmacists. <laughs> well, and it's, it's not only that, you know, when, when you find ways to, to appropriately educate people and you get people on board to understand what's going on, then everybody kind of falls in line. Like when, uh, you know, in building the pharmacy, whenever I had people that they got it, they understood what the goal was and what we were doing to try to build the business, people were, were they wanted to run through a brick wall to help us because they got it. And that's where it is. You know, I'm just doing that right now with the development resource because they get it. They understand where the barrier is, where the, the problems are and where the, the gaps are in the industry. And they can, they can bring it to life. What our vision is with how we're looking to build this. So we're going to shift now and we're going to, you know, the next big thing. So you built your tech team, you found the right people and, and now you got to get it to, to market. So we, we, we often like to talk about advertising and, 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 and marketing or, or, or sourcing because all the entrepreneurs I talk to and company founders, you know, they get their things off the ground in a different way. So, so, you know, I often say I talk and train a lot about building your professional connections. And when I do that, I always say, look, if you started a company, who would be your first customer? How do you find those people? So how did you go about that, Jonathan? To Well, it's, it's funny. It's a, it's a funny story for how that all works. So we, when I, I got the green lights to, to start development of this, I knew that um, there were there were several industry conferences that were coming up. And, and in the pharmacy industry, it's a very tight knit sort of community. Uh, you know, being in specialty pharmacy is much more narrow set. And so there's a, a big specialty pharmacy conference, the Assembia Specialty Summit, typically happens every spring in Las Vegas. 
And last spring, we knew that that was our goal. We, we had a goal to have a minimum viable product that I could start to show my colleagues and people that are like, hey, we know you left your job. Where are you up to? Like, I wanted to have something to be able to show them. And, you know, startup mode, bootstrapping, we didn't have enough money. We couldn't afford to have a booth in an exhibit hall, nor did I want to showcase anything at that point because it was still so early stage. So I rented a cabana out by the pool at the, the resort. And because it had a flat screen TV and it had a space that was like private and, you know, we had an area where I could plug in a laptop and I could give demos. And so we scheduled demos every half an hour for three days straight. And I brought in friends and I brought in colleagues and, you know, hey, let's catch up. But here's, here's really what's going on. I want to show you what I'm working on. Uh, and more so, it was trying to provide some value and validity to this crazy idea in my head. Like, I think I could build a company off of this. I know that there's a need, but until I actually can validate that externally, nobody's going to get it. And so out of that meeting, um, we actually pulled in a few early adopters. And I said, listen, I will give you the software for free. You can use it in your pharmacy, but in exchange, you need to give me feedback on what's not there. I mean, having run a pharmacy myself, I knew enough of the nuts and bolts, but again, it's that whole validation step. I had been removed from running a pharmacy for about a year and a half at that point. Like, did things change or are there things yeah. out there that I still needed to, to manage or maintain? And we got a lot of good feedback in that period leading up to a fall pharmacy conference through the National Association of Specialty Pharmacy. And that's where we actually had a booth. You know, I, we, we cobbled together the money to actually have a physical presence and start to market the product commercially last September. And that was really a great jumping off point for us because, you know, while we were quietly doing some things, you know, there really wasn't, you know, I changed my LinkedIn status to say, hey, I'm the CEO of Stack um, in the spring just to get some interest and to draw some visibility to it. But here we are, we actually are now out there as of last fall and we really started to make additional pushes on social media um, from that education perspective I, I really try as much as i can to get involved in um, teaching at, at seminars at a lot of these industry conferences whether they're specialty or not because education is that common thread everybody wants to learn and know more and if i if i can show subject matter expertise in a non-salesy type of way, like people are more inclined to come talk to me. You know, like he's not up here selling a product, he's here to, to tell us and, and teach us about what's going on in the industry. If he knows this stuff, then the product's gotta work. You know, that, that kind of helps it serve as a nice little catalyst. Fast forward to the spring and everything shuts down. You know, that was our goal. We had uh, booth times lined up and we had physical uh, meeting times lined up for a number of things and that really put a damper on our, our uh, growth trajectory. Um, and so we had to kind of pivot and shift. And so most of our, our, um, our, our correspondence and things like that has been done via social media, has been done via email, it's been done by cold calling via the phone and just trying to identify folks that could use this. And, and really what's kind of come out of our learnings here is that when people were forced to go work at home, all of these things that were used to run their business sat in a hard copy file cabinet in a pharmacy somewhere. And now that they couldn't go and access them and they couldn't grab them or physically touch them, they realized that there was a need to make these things electronic and really help to, to build a more cohesive automated infrastructure instead of relying on print this out, put it in a file folder and let it go. And, um, you know, it's, that's really, again, it wasn't our intended um, marketing tactic, but the more that we've been able to push on 
social networks, the more that we've been able to push on doing some more um, boots on the ground type of uh, blocking and tackling and getting our name out there through publications and things like that, um, it's really helping to draw some additional attention to the business. So we're coming close on our time. And I always like to ask people um, if there were, you know, any naked lessons, any hard truths, any, oh, I should have done that differently. And I, I think you shared one already, which is you tried to source your, your tech off continent, which for a lot of my company founders that, that works, you know, the good thing about our world having small boundar- boundaries, but I can see for your inter- in instance, understanding the industry as it operated in the U.S., didn't make that happen. But are there any other um, learning lessons or tips that you would share with your fellow company founders? Yeah, I, I think it's um, trying to have the realization early on and frequently, like what is what is your own internal business continuity type of planning? Uh, because as a startup, you only have, you have a finite number of resources of how you're going to look to operate and, and drive things. And you know, especially when you're a small team, at the time I was a team of one and some, like a little bit of a developer, Um, you know, you you had a need to try to make all these things work. And, you know, that, that use case where I'm, I'm sitting in this cabana in Las Vegas and I'm a Mac guy. I, you know, but we're building a, a, at the time we were building a product that was used just on PCs only. So here I am, I'm logging into my computer at home. Well, when there's a thunderstorm in Pittsburgh and the power goes out, you're kind of out of luck. And so, um, you know, you had relayed to me your, your Microsoft story a couple of minutes ago. I ran across the street to the mall in Las Vegas and I bought a Microsoft laptop <laughs> to install software to finish up some really big demos and then returned it a day later. You know, like little things like that where, you know, you have to have that, that, uh, that continuity plan yourself to know, well, what, what if? Yeah, you can't plan for everything. But to, to know to be able to think on your toes to solve for some of those things. Well, if your your game plan is that you're going after offshore development and it's not going to pull through, what do you do then? If you you know your power goes out and you need a laptop, what's your what's your backup plan? Like all of those little things, um, and and it's been a lot of good learnings for me over the last year since we've commercialized this to know like, all right, how do you pivot? How do you find ways that you can still keep forward momentum, but also um, you know not not really lose any any steam with what you're trying to do at the same time. Well, thank you for so much for sharing that. Our big question as we always close is, you know, what's the vision? If we came back and talked to you in five years, uh, Jonathan, um, what would you hope you'd be telling us about Stack? Well, there's some things that I'd love to tell you five years, and it's all on the board behind me. <laughs> but um, the things that I can disclose right now, so what we found is that Stack is, um, Stack is so much more than just a pharmacy management tool. You know, when we started in specialty, we started to get inquiries from people in home infusion and community and all these other areas and say, hey, this works for me. Can I use it for me? And so we started to build and grow and, and kind of um, flare out its scope and its reach. And what we've come to find is that um, it really becomes an overall professional management type of platform. And so um, right now we are, uh, we, we signed a deal with a, a large trade organization where we're going to be there. We're going to be their back end. We're going to be running their overall member management. Uh, we're going to be running all of their education that's afforded through this membership in a, an organization. We're going to be doing that all via the web. So it's taking out that whole Mac versus PC. We need to install it. We need to not. Um, we have, we're moving things to the web to make be able to support that. But from there, we're looking at Stack as that, that single sign-on professional management 
type of, of role. So many things in, in a number of different industries are one-on-one -on -one focus. You know, the way that, that you log into, um, you know, do something with Amazon and you log in to do something with this and you log in to do something with that. It's, it, people get tired and they, they forget which Jonathan, password I they have, need. I have a confession. I hate APIs. I hate APIs. They break, they ruin, they stop your business uh, in its tracks. Absolutely. So, and so we, we've, what we've done is we've tried to find a way to, to uh, kind of surmount that and use Stack as a way to be able to, to accomplish that. And so it's, it's looking at Stack, how can we manage the day-to-day -day of your pharmacy and manage any professional organizations that you're a part of, manage any um, you know, other affiliations that are across the board and find a way to bring it into one cohesive sort of network uh, that it, it does just work. It's not that traditional APIs break sort of thing, but how do we bring it all together? So the trade organization piece is one thing. We're going to be launching that here right after Labor Day. Um, and I'm excited to actually get some good, uh, get some good uh, visibility related to that. But one of the things that I've realized too is I can't be everything to everybody, particularly within a small team. And there are others out there that have skill sets that we need to partner with to really bring things to light. You know, oftentimes I get the question that, hey, hey, you can manage all of my documentation for accreditation. Can you give me some of the insight to help to walk me through that process? Well, I'm here as a platform. I'm not, I'm not here to actually do the work for you. And so we're building um, you know, a meaningful partners that will do those things for us. We're bringing in some of those gaps, things like educational content. You know, there's ways that we can flow in all of the training that pharmacies need. Why build it yourself? I, we have good people in the industry that we trust that can build that content. Let's bake it right into the platform and it becomes a value of being a stack customer. Let's bake in all of these things like licensure verification and background checks and drug screenings and like all of the, the little nuanced sorts of things that people go elsewhere and people have you know, a spot for this and a spot for that, you know, Stack is really designed to bring it all together. And that's really our goal. And, and from you know, talking with you today, I see Stack as the catalyst for other types of technologies that become complementary to running the day-to-day -day operations for a business. So hopefully when you and I are talking here again in five years, um, it's not just Stack, but it's Stack and, and it's going to be Stack and other sorts of business verticals that they all complement each other and they all just work well together. And I think Jonathan, it's gonna be Pittsburgh and Johannesburg and Pittsburgh and it's gonna be, you're gonna, you're gonna take it around the world. I, you know I, what, and that's, that's the beauty of being a tech company, you know, and, and people ask me that all the time. They said, well, you're, you're based in Pittsburgh. I can only work with you if you're in Pittsburgh, right? No, like we, we touch, you know, pharmacies that are all over the country. We have customers that are in, in a number of different areas across the country. And we've even been having conversations outside of that you know the, the the value of driving effective operations doesn't just touch pharmacy it doesn't just touch pittsburgh it touches multiple industries multiple uh, you know global sorts of areas and how do we how do we help that to be the case how do we not only do we help that but you know even the way that we've tried to price the product and the way that we've tried to strategize for how we do contracting we want to be easy to work with and we want it to be a no-brainer like if you're going to put a solution in place, it should be well under what you would cost to have a person run it. And that's the approach that we're taking. Like, let's make it a no-brainer for you to make things easier for you to run your business. If I do right by my customers, those customers are going to speak well of the product, and they're just going to keep, to come, keep coming through over time. Well, Jonathan, it's been an absolute delight to speak with you. And, and I think this last section 
Um, you've shared a lot of, of media information, and I know I personally wrote down a couple um, key things that you, you said during this conversation. Um, I know one thing you said that triggered with me is you can't go back and recreate time. And you know, if you're in a traditional customer relationship business, yeah, you can go back and smooth things over with the customer. But if you run the type of business that there's a criticality to your processes, um, that statement is, is very true. And also the part about business continuity planning. Um, so thank you for being a guest. Please tell people how they can reach your company, reach you if they have more questions or, or want to learn more. Absolutely. So um, a couple of different ways you can, as um, Allison mentioned, you can find us at stackpharmacy.com. Um, that's where, you know, there's some details about the product. You can skip, we, we found some great ways that if you want to see the product for yourself, you can log in and schedule a one-on-one -on -one demo. It, you know, well, that way we can show you it. And you know, I feel like it speaks for itself. So it's one thing to look at a website. It's another thing entirely for us to actually walk you through the process. Um, we also, as I mentioned, we're very active on social media. So we're there as Stack Pharmacy on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, you, know, you name it, there's a presence out there. And we, you know, you're if you, if you want to see something every day, you're going to see something every day as it relates to uh, what, what are messages that we're trying to get across. So I'd highly encourage you to look there as well. Um, you know, just to give a shout out to we're, we're trying to find ways to get engaged in some of these virtual conferences. So uh, for the pharmacy listeners out there, we will be attending the uh, National Association of Specialty Virtual Experience Conference here in a couple of weeks. I'm going to be on the speaking faculty um, for a couple programs, but we're also going to have a booth and um, be a part of some other uh, innovative sorts of tech programs associated with that just to, to get some visibility to the product. So, you know, show up if you're a pharmacy person. If you're a non-pharmacy person, why not? I mean, you can learn something there too, I'm sure. But, um, you know, we're, we're out there, we're available. We wanna make sure that we're getting our message out there for what staff can do to improve, not just pharmacy businesses, but businesses on the whole. Well, thank you so much, Jonathan. And to our listeners, we appreciate you giving us your time. If there is another company founder or entrepreneur that you think we should be speaking to, send me a note at connect at allisonksummers.com. Until then, everybody, keep your eye on the future. Thank you, Jonathan. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>